and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Eng. I did say in my last episode that I'd be back soon with another episode, so here I am doing just that. I'm just trying to get out as many episodes as I can before I have to leave for Ohio, and, you know, I might be unable to find time to record episodes then, so yeah, trying to get out as many as possible. I hope that doesn't become the case where I can't record anything there, but if it is, then, you know, we'll just have to find a way to work around that and for me to get some episodes when I'm there for you guys. But in any case, since I already gave you guys a lengthy life update in my last podcast episode, we're just going to go right into this week's episode, which is all about the things they don't tell you about fashion school. I had to make sure and double check that I didn't already make an episode about this because Honestly, it did sound like something that I've already talked about, but surely enough, I went back and looked at my past podcast episodes and saw that I never really made a full episode dedicated to this topic alone. So here I am making one dedicated to, you know, just talking about this. I've definitely covered this topic and maybe have even brought it up in one of my past episodes, but I just thought I'd sit down with you guys and give you all the down low on what fashion school is like and just some insider information from a fashion student, you know, myself. I know that a lot of you listening may either be in fashion school currently, you know, considering applying for or attending a fashion school, or even none of the above and just interested in hearing about fashion school, and that's what this episode is going to be all about. Also, not to mention that this podcast is called Life of a Fashion Student, and Sometimes I forget that and talk about topics that are completely unrelated to being a fashion student. I know you guys don't mind, though, hearing those other topics, but sometimes I just have to tie it all back to the main idea of my podcast, and that's helping you guys navigate through the fashion world, whether it be through starting your career in fashion or starting your education in fashion. I know this is going to be really repetitive for some of my longtime listeners, But for all of you new people listening to this episode, I'm going to explain a little bit about myself and my experience with fashion school. So for those of you who don't know, I'm currently a rising senior at the Parsons School of Design. Uh, Still so crazy to say that I'm going to be a senior and my school is based in New York City. Um, I have one more year left of college and I currently have no plans of continuing my education once I graduate. And what that means is I'm not, you know, considering like a master's or PhD or anything like that right now. And yes, for those of you who don't know, there are PhDs that are fashion related. So like a long time ago, I didn't know that either, but then I just found that out and definitely not going to do that. So right now I'm just in school getting my bachelor's, which in my school you get a BFA, which means Bachelor of Fine Arts. Sorry. Um, Yeah, and I'm a fashion design major and a French studies minor which is something that not a lot of people know about because I feel like I don't talk about it enough. But yeah, French is a very important language to learn. Just a heads up for all of you planning to work and, you know, breathe and live in the fashion industry. It's certainly like not mandatory to succeed, but a lot of good things can come out of knowing French in this industry, especially since one of the main capitals of fashion includes, you know, Paris. So yeah, that's a little bit about me and my fashion education background. If you want to hear more in depth about what my schedule is like as a Parsons fashion student, 
I've done plenty of episodes where I've talked very in-depth about what my day-to-day looks like and like my schedule uh, depending on the semester. So you can look back and check those out if you're interested in hearing more about that specific topic. I just won't be talking about it in this episode because it's going to be super repetitive and that's not what this episode is about. I feel like fashion school or design school, whatever you refer to it as, is oftentimes very ambiguous. I don't even know if that's the right word to use in this case, but what I'm trying to get at is that it's not like openly out there or even talked about you know, regarding what goes on in fashion school. At least for me, when I was in high school and looking to apply to fashion schools, I honestly had nothing to go on. I mean, there were a few articles and even like YouTube videos out there explaining what the day-to-day of a fashion student looked like, but that's kind of about it, and even those didn't really go into depth. And I feel like a lot of people who were not in the fashion realm, we'll call it, are also very confused about what goes on in fashion school. Like my parents, for example, when I was first applying to all of these fashion schools, they honestly had no idea what fashion school was and what we even would be doing in terms of getting an education and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I myself was a little bit confused about what I'd be doing too, but all I knew was that I didn't want to go to a regular academic school because that just wasn't the vibe. And not to mention, I spent all of my high school years so miserable learning things that I just wasn't passionate about. So it's also not surprising that a lot of people would be curious about what a fashion school's curriculum would look like because for academic schools, it's, you know, the usual math one, calculus A, B, psychology, depending on what you're studying, that kind of stuff. But when you think about fashion school, you're you're like, I'm not really sure what the classes would look like. And honestly, props to all of the fashion schools out there who have taken the time to build out a curriculum that is focused on, you know, allowing students to discover their creativity and taking it to another level. I have so much respect for fashion schools who have come up with their own curriculums to allow students to learn and get an education in something they're actually passionate about. But anyway, I digress. So I've got some great points coming up in this episode that I can't wait for y'all to hear and get to know more about the fashion school experience. So speaking from a fashion student herself who has been through three years of fashion school, here are some of the things that they don't tell you about fashion school. We're going to start off in no particular order, and we're going to start with the number one thing that most people are probably concerned about when it comes to attending fashion school, and that's the good old overpriced tuition. But hey, I'm not here to rant or complain about the, you know, overinflated tuition rates, Instead, I'm here to tell you something that they don't, you know, outwardly tell you, and that is that the tuition is not going to cover your supplies and materials. Most people, including myself, would expect for the schools to cover the supplies and materials needed in our fashion studies. Like, that's what makes the most sense, and if you're paying that much for school already, then you would think that they would cover that. But unfortunately, that's not the case at all. So on top of the already expensive tuition, you're expected to pay for the cost of all of the supplies and materials you use throughout your education. Of course, those costs are going to, you know, vary depending on what your major is and what you're studying and what you're making. For example, a fashion design major is going to have a higher supplies and materials cost than like maybe a fashion merchandising major especially as a fashion design major, and like I can speak from experience because I am a fashion design major, it can be really frustrating when you're limited to creating something that you've designed because of the sake of saving money and finances. 
I've worked on a good amount of projects during my time at Parsons and of course the cost to make each of them has varied significantly depending on like what type of project it is and what is it for but I'd say you know they were at least in the 200 to 500 dollar range like per project. That's how much I've spent on the cost of materials and supplies alone. Just this past year alone with COVID and working from home, I was forced to splurge on a lot more money on supplies that I couldn't access for my school. So this past year, I actually ended up buying a serger to finish my sewing projects. And that like machine itself cost upwards of $350. So yeah, definitely be wary of that when you're, you know, walking into it and when it comes to attending a fashion school. I can't speak for all fashion schools because I only go to Parsons, obviously, but I do think a lot of them are the same way. And I mean, like, in a way, I can understand why they'd make us pay for our own materials because, like, we're making the things, but I think they should, like, reimburse us. That's what I think is, like, the most fair. And I definitely know I'm not being super unreasonable when it comes to this because even my parents and my friends are always shocked to hear when I tell them that my school doesn't pay for the fabrics and materials that I use in my designs. Especially for our senior year when we're expected to make our thesis collections, you know, that can include up to eight different designs and eight different looks. Um, And we as students are expected to fund our own thesis collections ourselves, so that can, like, end up being a really hefty price. The school does not help us out at all, so it's pretty ridiculous that, you know, they wouldn't even cover those materials and supplies costs either. Just a fair warning before we continue, this episode might honestly become a long list of constructive criticism I have for fashion schools everywhere but I mean that's what you guys came for right to hear the tea and all of the insider secrets whatever so anyway moving on another thing that they don't tell you about fashion school is that you know fashion school is a really fast-paced learning environment with sometimes crazy expectations and oftentimes you're basically expected to be an expert at everything This is obviously a very subjective statement, but mostly true nonetheless. At least at Parsons, this is something that I have noticed to be very accurate, and a lot of peers would say the same. It's weird because they always tell you, even before you apply at Parsons, how you're not expected to know how to sew or to make clothes already. But then once you actually get in and attend classes, the professors and just the way the curriculum is built pretty much expects you to know everything and to be really good at it. And don't get me wrong, the professors do teach you how to do these things like sewing and pattern making. It's just that they teach it once and then expect everyone to go off and just be experts at it. I was especially frustrated during this past year at Parsons when we were going through the pandemic I think, you know, they handled it pretty well under the circumstances, but they honestly could have handled it a lot better. Junior year, at Parsons at least, is supposed to be the most important year in terms of learning all of the techniques and design skills so that you can use it and carry it into your senior year. But of course, with the pandemic, learning how to do all of those things virtually was just not the vibe and nobody liked it. And I'm not saying it's Parsons' fault because nobody could have seen COVID-19 coming the way that it did, but I think the expectations they still held for us was so crazy considering that we did miss out on a whole year of intensive like sewing techniques and learning. Overall, everything that you learn in fashion school moves relatively quickly. So one day you could be in the studio and learning up to 10 different sewing techniques and, you know, different sewing lingo. 
Um, and then the next day you're expected to come into class and knowing all of those things by heart and like if you don't know them then you're just going to be behind. This was especially true during my sophomore year at Parsons because that's when we really got into our major specific classes. So the fashion classes were really intensive and we were making and designing things every hour on the hour while class was in session. I definitely think most people are aware and know of how fast-paced fashion school is because let's face it, that's what our industry is like, but you don't really know know how fast it is until you've actually experienced it yourself. Okay, so moving on to my next point, something else they don't tell you about fashion school is that knowing how to do things digitally is just as important as learning how to do things physically in the fashion world. Maybe a couple years ago, you could have gotten away with just having really good technical and, you know, physical hands-on design skills, but nowadays, if you're not fluent in more digital forms of design, you're kind of put to a disadvantage from the rest of your peers. I'm sure a lot of people go into applying for fashion school with the preconceived notion that it's just going to be a lot of like intensive sewing, fashion illustrations, and stuff of that kind of nature, like a lot of analog techniques. Um, And I don't blame you guys, that's what like you see in movies and commercials and stuff. But the reality of it is that a lot of the work that we do in school is actually done digitally, especially, you know, in this past year. Um, you know, Parsons at least has prioritized learning computer skills in their curriculum because of the, you know, changing landscape of the fashion industry and how we're all headed into this space of innovative technology. I will say that that is one of the best things that I admire about my school. This past semester, we were learning a 3D digital sewing software called Clo3D, and it was just so funny every time I would like post about it or talk about it on social media. I would be flooded with so many people in my DMs asking me what software it was and even people from other fashion design schools and like people from the fashion industry who I've worked with very closely. So it was quite interesting to see that Parsons had prioritized us to learn the ins and outs of this software and other schools didn't even introduce it to their students. But yeah, Clo3D has honestly changed my life you guys because I'm so bad at pattern making and it just makes it so easy to dream up a design and to bring it to life. From the software itself, you can actually print the physical patterns to make the garments. So this past semester, I was completely designing on this 3D software and then printing out the patterns in person to make the actual garment myself. Now I have over a year's worth of experience with this software, but honestly, you guys, I know a lot of people who have only learned how to use it through watching YouTube videos. So if taking classes to learn the software is not as accessible for you, then you can just as well learn all of the same things basically through YouTube. And the same goes for other digital softwares that designers commonly use like Illustrator, Photoshop, InDesign. There are just so many videos and resources out there teaching you how to do a lot of the things that they teach us in school. And guess what? It's all free. So definitely hear what I'm saying and take advantage of those resources that are available to you. But getting back to my main point, like I said, your digital computer skills are just as important, if not more, than your physical making skills. Fashion schools didn't do a great job at conveying this message, but trust me guys, throughout my internships, I found it to be extremely true. That's why I've become so tech savvy and pretty good on the computer if I do say so myself. I'm always saying this, but keep learning new skills whether or not you think you're going to need them. You know, go watch YouTube videos on Microsoft Excel, PowerPoint, Adobe Premiere, After Effects. 
those are less common programs you'll find used in the fashion industry but when someone's looking for someone who can do those things guess what you'll know how to do it and you'll be put in the front of getting that job or internship or whatever it is moving on to my next point a lot of the work that goes on in fashion school is going to be done on your own time So this is something that's definitely not talked about often when fashion school is brought up in conversations, but it's very, very true. Any fashion student will probably tell you the same thing, and it's what makes it really hard to have a social life when you're a fashion student. Uh, I'm like kidding, but like low-key not kidding at the same time. The classroom is a place for learning and taking in information. You learn all the techniques, all the fashion lingo, all the design skills, And then you're expected to take all those things that you learned and put it into your projects when you go and work on them. In my experience, my professors did give me some time in classes to do work for my projects, but let me just say that it's never enough time and you're always going to be finding yourself taking your work outside of school or after class and finishing it. And I get it, homework is homework and it's technically the work that you take home, but even the stuff that you work on in class, like class samples, classwork and stuff of that nature can take up a lot of time and usually you don't have that time in class so you're forced to finish them at home and on your own time. So I end up spending a lot of my downtime doing work from classes and it's very exhausting to put it lightly because all the work builds up and then the classwork adds up with the homework. But yeah that's why it's definitely a lot of work if you're going to take on an internship alongside being a full-time fashion student because To be frank, you need a lot of that extra time to work on your projects. I remember when I always had to run back and forth between my internships and class. After class, you know, a lot of my peers would stay in the classroom and continue to work on their projects because, you know, once you're in the zone, like, you want to stay in the zone. And I definitely always felt so left out because I had to, like, leave and do go to my internship, which would be, like, in a different place. So... Being that stress-ridden person that I already am, I was always afraid that I'd be left behind because my classmates were doing their work and getting their projects done faster than me. Obviously, in the end, I made it work though, and now I've been doing internships almost every semester of college, so if you have that drive to make it work, it will work. This is not something you should be worried about at all, and if anything, it actually prepares you for the amount of work that goes on in the real life industry so it's not as bad as you think it is it's all about learning how to balance your schedule and to achieve that ideal work school balance let me be frank you're not gonna get it right the first time i remember my first semester of taking on an internship while being a full-time student it was really hard and there were a lot of things that i had to learn to get right so that it would be a lot easier the next time around Now I'm going on like six semesters doing school and an internship simultaneously, so it definitely does take time, but you'll get there. The next thing I've got for all of you that people don't outwardly tell you about fashion school is that the constructive criticism you receive is a real thing in the industry. And that's why it's so important to learn how to take criticism and to use it to your own advantage. I'm sure everyone is aware of what constructive criticism is, and... I'm sure you've even gotten some constructive criticism in your own lives, maybe in high school after presenting an important project or whatever it may be, but let me tell you all that the constructive criticism that is offered in fashion school is no joke. These people are ruthless, intense, hardcore, and they don't hold back. And when I say these people, I'm talking about classmates, professors, 
guests of professors, school alumni, all of the above, nobody, especially in my school, is afraid to say what they think. And most of the time, it is really helpful constructive criticism being made about your project. Sometimes it's stuff that you knew you could have improved on but didn't want to hear it, and sometimes it's just stuff that you straight up disagree with. The important thing is learning how to take whatever people tell you and, first of all, not get too defensive or personal about it, and secondly, use it to your advantage and improve your own project to make it the best that it can be. Guys, you're not always going to be able to impress everyone, and you shouldn't have to or want to either. Constructive criticism is all about bringing stuff up that you, you know, maybe didn't catch in your own work and lending helpful advice on what you can add or improve to make your work even better than it already is. So take it from me, don't get too overly personal about what people have to say when it comes to your own work. I've seen many people in my classes get super defensive about what, you know, like the guest critics are telling them and I just think that there's no point in that. It's counterproductive to what you're doing and... Also, if you strongly, uh, like, don't agree with what someone else is saying, just, like, nod your head, thank them for their comment, and just completely ignore what they said. And, like, you don't have to take their advice. Nobody's forcing you to take their advice and comments to heart. That's what I do sometimes when I feel very strongly about something and think that what somebody else is telling me is completely off from what I'm trying to do, you know, because I'm not going to be coerced into anything, like, that isn't for me. Moving on to one of our last points for today's episode, this is more of something that they don't tell you about the fashion industry in general, but nevertheless, something that they don't tell you about fashion school is that not everyone is a Miranda Priestly. And for those of you who didn't get that reference, first of all, shame on you. I'm totally kidding, but that is a pretty iconic reference, so any of y'all who didn't get that, you better study up. Miranda Priestly is basically a character in the movie The Devil Wears Prada, who represents what you think you'd expect to find most high achieving people in the fashion industry to be like. So basically the point I'm trying to make here is that despite what some of you may think, not everyone in fashion school is out to get you. I'm not going to lie and say it's not a competitive environment either because there are some people you'll meet who are overly competitive and definitely out to get you sometimes. But what I'm trying to say is that it's not everyone. This is also probably another one of the biggest things said about fashion school is that, you know, everyone is out to get you and there are times where it feels like that and I do get that vibe from certain people, but for the most part, you're going to meet really like-minded and genuine people. Especially for someone like me who has attended academic school her entire life and has been surrounded by people who didn't have any of the same interests that I did it was really nice to enter an environment where people just love doing the same things that I did and who were also passionate about the same things. So yeah, it's definitely important to be cautious, obviously, and trust your instincts when it comes to meeting people in any setting, not just like in fashion school, but you really are going to meet people who are genuinely looking out for you and that want the best for you as well as themselves. And last but certainly not least, I want to leave you all with a great quote I found on a website called fashionjournal.com and I'm going to make it my last point in this running list of things that they don't tell you about fashion school and that is only the passionate will survive. I know it's super intense but you guys already know the drill by now. Time and time again I've said passion 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 and honestly I couldn't have said it better than these guys at the fashionjournal.com because truly only your passion in this industry is going to drive you to success. 
This saying can really be applied with anything and with, the in- with any industry, but when we're talking specifically about fashion school, I think it's especially important to understand it because fashion school is a really competitive environment. You know, everyone wants to succeed and everyone wants to be the best of the best in the industry when they go off after college and have to find real job placements in the real world. So naturally, if you don't have the passion and drive to keep yourself going when it gets rough and tough, I don't want to say you won't survive because I feel like it's kind of harsh, but you're definitely going to find yourself struggling a little bit compared to those who show an immense amount of passion for what they're doing and studying. That's just a little reminder for all of you in this episode. I feel like that's one of the biggest mottos of this podcast, passion over everything. I bet you guys are super tired of me saying it by now, but I feel like it just needs to be reminded and said time and time again. But anyway, that's going to be the end of today's podcast episode. I hope you all enjoyed hearing me talk more about fashion school and my experiences because that's what this podcast was made for. There's honestly a lot more that I wanted to say in this episode, but I didn't want to make it too long. So if y'all are interested in another, you know, part, then I might just make a part two to this one. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. I love you guys so much and see you on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.